I mean, that's always the problem. There's too many, and you don't want to stall out. You don't want to lose focus. Like, I, I've done that with... Uh, oh, gosh, what was I playing? There was something I was playing I was invested in, and now probably... What was that RPG? That uh, Sea of Stars? No, I, like, I remember where I'm at in that one. There's that okay. other uh, pixely... Octopath? No, we'll go back to that one. It was that that indie one that was that I don't remember even what it's called, but like I was, you know, I put 15, 20 hours into it. Now I don't remember what the hell's going on. I mean, you don't remember the game, so. I don't don't remember the game. (laughs) Same thing with uh, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Like, big big gap. Haven't played it since COVID. Yep. Well, since I got COVID, you know, which was football season last year. Yeah. And haven't gone back to it. Have I would like to go back to it? Very much enjoyed the game, but now it's like, uh, can we? Can we devs? Can we get? And we've talked about this. Can we have the I'm a I'm a busy parent recap? Yes. Podcast, yep. There's a couple. Is oh, what game was it that that did that? It recapped where you were. Oh, I figured I was recently playing it too, and it was like you'd boot it up, and it was like it would recap what you'd just done. So you're like, oh yeah, okay, I remember what I was doing now. Like it was nice, yeah. but I, f- I forget what game it is now. But yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Just like, but that previously was a good feature on Kevin's save file. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it did. It was just like this, like previously on, it would like give you a quick synopsis of a couple things that like it just recently happened in your gameplay. So you're like, Oh yeah, that's right. Like it should be kind of standard at this point. Like we, d- we did the same thing with the Netflix series. Like we watched season one, uh, when it came out, we watched season two when it came out, season three, and that's the last season of this particular show has been out for a long time. And then finally we like started watching it. And I'm like, I don't remember any of this. And my wife's like, I don't think we watched season two. I'm like, no, we watched it. And she's like, I don't think we did. And then we went to the watch history and there's those red lines drawn. And she's like, I don't remember any of this. I was like, well, <laughs> this is where, this is where we're at now. So, this didn't happen. Jason, you watched it without me. This is, that's the thing that we do. I don't know if your wife, you and your wife do something similar. Like I'll be like, Hey, that person was this person and that, you know, I'll find actors and I'll yeah. be able to recount yep. for something else. We've seen. She's like, no, no, they're not. I'm like, do you really want to play this with me? You always lose. That's not them. All right. IMDB.com. Yep. Show her the screenshot. You son of a bitch. You're like, you know, I am the human IMDB. That's right. So it's always fun. Mm. Yeah. Now, we, she, she typically is one to be like, hey, I recognize that person. What do I know him from? And she'll be able to tell me what I actually know that person from because I don't remember from the current show. So she's like that in a different way, but she'll remind me as to who it's who it is. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yep, that that person. And I'll continue to call that person by the old character's name. It doesn't change for me. So it's like, you know, especially if they're from Stars Hollow or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dean, Dean is Sam on Supernatural, but he was Dean and Gilmore Girls. But Sam's brother is Dean in Supernatural. So there's Dean and Supernatural and Dean and Gilmore Girls, but it's not the same person. My wife's not a fan of Dean. Which one? Uh. Gilmore Girls, Dean. Okay, yeah, I'm fair. I'm, I'm good with that. I Dean's a dweeb is, I believe, the quote. Yeah, Dean's and he cheated on his wife. Mm-hmm. And then he got mad about it, mm-hmm. like, as if it was not his fault. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Riveting Gilmore Girls talk here <laughs> on Flights to Bulls, episode 431. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Kevin, for being here. This wouldn't be a, this wouldn't be a podcast without you. The show would be done. Retired. It would be a monologue. Dead and Buried. Buried. Right. Yep. Buried. buried. Well, one day I'll do my thing that I said I'll do. One just, one? just one? Yeah, day. Just one Just one episode. Just one day. one day. I feel like once I get the, once I pull, once I like let loose the reservoir. Pop that right? cherry. 
then I feel like the the subsequent episodes will flow. But I think it's right now. It's like I'm I'm stuck in that creative loop of getting started. I say at this right? point, might as well wait till next year because it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost 2024. So just you know, I don't know. It's uh, it's like that creators that creators drought. And I feel like I think I'll feel like I'll get like a lot of second wind in life when my like maybe you can tell me if you've had something similar. Which, which is different because you're, you're children of a varying age. But like once the youngest child gets to a certain age when they're slightly more uh, less take every second of your time, you know, then I will feel like um, I have there's it's possible to make more time for myself. Yeah, and, but then I was foolish and had another kid. So now it's back to that. You know, see, so, yeah, so. see, I'm not doing that, though. <laughs> I, 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 I saw the error of your ways and I'm like, I'm not, gonna, <laughs> I'm not physically going to let that happen. I'm going to take a permanent step to make sure that never happens well we wanted three but it was it took a little time but yeah it's the same thing now i'm like i'm too old for this i, I can't keep up with <laughs> what this was now. i thinking exactly it's, that's what it is yeah. but yeah it's no it, it will it'll it'll get better because once the once your child learns to hate you and they want nothing to do with you you'll have plenty more free time yeah then i'll have plenty of time to do all my weird side project stupid stuff right yeah, so exactly uh thank that you your first episode you you you'll interview him <laughs> just uh mega dads already did that i can't steal their shtick mega dads interviewed your kid mm-hmm. that's weird you know i thought so too <laughs> you thought the invitation was for you and they're like no 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 uh, step aside jason they and the, the weird thing is they came here too <laughs> to your house right yeah. in the basement no they didn't even come to the basement they had like this mobile studio set up in a van should i be like worried about that no windows all white yeah i know the van yep okay <laughs> At least they said they were the Mega Dads. I believed them. I didn't really meet any of them, but as long as it wasn't Skinny Matt, you know, you're fine. Picking up in his Woody. My kid had to call them Dad. Does that? Oh, okay. Let's let's. Oh, uh, yikes! So now we've offended everyone. Yep. Welcome. Uh, well, good news, everyone. This is gonna be the last show of the year. So <laughs> there's that. Uh, you know, I think uh, every other year we've always just soldiered on, trucked through, and and this year I'm like, you know what? I, or have we taken like a week off? We might have taken like the week of the holiday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But now I'm like, I feel good. Like, so this is gonna be it. We're gonna be done. We're gonna. I'm sealing one out of Donnie Reese's book and saying this is the last episode we do uh, of this of show. This show. Yeah. And. Uh, yeah, take, enjoy the time off. Enjoy your break. You can get caught up on the backlog, listen to some other stuff, and we'll be back in a few weeks with the show and other things and maybe that and this and that. So yeah. uh, that's your warning. That's your disclaimer. And uh, I, I hope to enjoy the time. I hope you, all of you get to enjoy time with your friends, family, loved ones, and all of that. And uh, yeah, you know, do it. Yeah. So we'll have we'll have this, this episode this week, obviously, because you listen to it. And then next week, we'll have a prime. And then something fun the week of the the eighteenth. So there you go. Yeah. So you really so you really only have one week flux deposed free. <laughs> but we just we're just doing it all within the next seven days. Oh. And you're okay. just trickling it out, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just like in the middle just like when you get up in the middle of the night, it just you're trickling it out. Trickle. Yeah. So Kevin, another old man joke. <laughs> uh, that's, that's what we are. I man, I don't I don't know. I don't I don't feel like I've got much notable happening. I'm still doing the I survived the holiday party sober. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> holiday party sober. Don't recommend. Not fun. No. We're at holiday parties. Let me rephrase that. Um Yes. I mean they're is, barely fun to begin with, but then yeah. sober. Uh it is interesting to watch your coworker self-destruct from afar. Um <laughs> yep. I, I met my I picked up one of my buddies that I work with and I picked him up from his favorite local bar. 
Um, had some athletic brewing. They had something, and so I had enjoyed a nice non-alcoholic at the bar with them. And then oh, uh, nice, okay. Give him a ride to the venue, and then I was his drink wingman. And you might say, "What's a drink wingman?" Well, I would accompany him to the bar, and every time he ordered a drink, he's like, "Yeah, can I get one for me, and my buddy?" And then gotcha. He gets two drinks. I was gonna say, was it open bar or was it like, hey, you have drink tickets, so you basically uh, use your drink I, tickets? We need to do drink tickets. That's mm-hmm. what I. I think that we're <laughs> so you learn point uh, like. The venue is great. It's at this, it's at a, it's well, New Holland Brewing that you're, I believe yep. you're familiar with. Yep. yep. Um, they have a, they have a branch in, in my town and it's a restaurant and brew pub, but they have, we have the, the whole upstairs section. So there's a private bar, dining area. But the problem is everyone just smashes into the bar, which is in a separate room. And okay. We're talking, I don't know what our total headcount was. I, I, you know, we were at like 113 ish employees. Okay. That's good employees. size. So then you figure maybe 60, 50 to 60 plus ones show up. So I'm, I'm going to estimate we had probably around 150 people. Okay. Roughly, probably at that event. But everyone like it just crams into the bar area and mingles there. So you right. can't really get a drink easily. Those bartenders are like basically working their ass off all night. Yeah. Just making drinks as fast as they can. So it's not I think we're at that space now where it's almost like we need to have sort of like either department based. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, it's, it's expensive. Right. And I wonder if, you, if there's better value for more of the because people kind of congregate from their own clicks anyway right so yeah. i don't know if we're better off for that or not either way it was fun to to watch people get uh, <laughs> obliterated and i had the food and went home was there uh, any scandals uh not at that stop i think there might have been some okay. stuff afterwards because there's okay. always afterwards one of my one of my coworkers like did something to her ankle uh, another one had her purse stolen oh, God. Uh, and they went on an immediate spending spree Oh, Jesus. So luckily, I think she got her money back today. So that's good. But um, nothing that I was involved with. I I took another co-worker's uh, page out of their book and did the classic Irish goodbye and scooted right out of there. Was home by nine. Watched the Michigan-Ohio State game. There you go. And then I woke up the next morning, Kevin. You and I good. felt like a million dollars. I'm like, wow, yeah. this is worth it. I'm not hungover. Nobody else did. <laughs> my- oh, no. I talked I, that buddy I dropped off. I'm like, how was the rest of your night? He's like. I didn't even hear from him until Monday. He's like, not good. Not good at all. Don't recommend. Dude, that's crazy. I, 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 the, the company I work for now, they don't do stuff like that, but like the job I had right before this, I worked for that uh, Medicare supplement company. They would do open bar experiences all the time. So it was like, they were crazy. And, you know, sometimes they'd limit it to just beer and wine. So it wasn't as bad, but the ones where it was just like, get whatever you want. You're like, mm. yeah, we don't do shot. We don't allow shots, but at least like, yeah, they don't do shots, but at yeah. new Holland though, like they have their craft beer selection and then they have, they do their own spirits. Right. So there's cocktail selection as well. Right. Sure. Yeah. So that that's where you get danger. You know, that's where it gets dangerous. And I feel like we're probably like, I think before, because we had some incidents before and a couple in the past. And I think that we were heading towards the direction of a for costs and a for B for just, uh, environment, uh, probably yep. going to, to, to tickets at some point. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I like, I feel safety. Like, you yeah. Know. I don't know. It's like that logistics is like, at least this side, my, the side of logistics that I've been in, especially like my first foray in career, it was very much a fraternity boys. Yep. Like, and, and obviously let's, I mean, let's say when I was 20, when I was 25, 15 years ago was a lot different culturally yeah, as a whole, where we're at than compared to now, right? Um, but 
be that as it may coming back like even now like there's still like this i don't know there's like still that that there's still like that cult like some of that party culture or, or the cut loose culture or maybe mm-hmm. that's it, associated with uh with the the whole industry so yeah that's i can see that work hard play hard type yeah i don't know so i it's weird and i'm like and i'm not I don't know. I like I, I I don't know where my stance is on everything now because it's like I, I I definitely enjoy like this kind of re- for me it reinforced like a lot like a just the age divide like yeah. being more of the senior side of the company with it and I remember being that young twenty four year old sure. you know yeah. and crazy and now it's like yeah that's not really me anymore and it probably shouldn't be me and it's like time to like remember that yeah mm-hmm. there's there's uh, let's say you, there's a time to like let go cut loose a little bit but also like remember who i am who i represent and who i shouldn't be this is coming from the guy that you know threw up in the back of an uber a couple years ago at one of these parties so <laughs> you know i've learned from my mistakes right so i don't know i don't I, it was it was just it was interesting but also like at the same time i was like holy shit i am like this is not my thing you know it was just like this yeah. is not my thing anymore like yeah so um survive that and you know here we are like uh doing the you know no coffee the no booze uh the running doing all the things man doing the therapy doing the pills i'm just holistic here you know well i mean pills aren't really holistic right but you know they make me feel holistic right (laughs) sure okay that's that's fair that's fair um you ready for me to bring the podcast down already oh boy yeah yeah i am all right so we'll, we'll start with the the first one and um I did mention this in the discord, but maybe give a little bit of insight for those who uh, didn't see it or don't go on the discord, which why wouldn't you? But hey, um, yeah, I got some unfortunate news about my grandmother. So first off, I could say I am fortunate enough, right, that up until a few years ago, actually not even. Yeah, up until a few years ago, I had all four of my grandparents alive, right? Wow. A couple years ago, my grandfather died on one side. My grandfather died on the other side about a year and a half ago. So down to just the two grandmothers. <clears throat> now, one of the grandmothers, the one I'm talking about today, I was really close with growing up. Like I would spend a lot of time with her. We do sleepovers, stuff like that. And she was always kind of like the, the fun grandma. We do stuff. She took sure. me to like the theater, baseball games, like paw socks, um, stuff like the hockey games. Like we do all fun stuff together. The beach, when I actually enjoyed the beach before I realized I'm allergic <laughs> to the sun, um, all that kind of stuff. Um, she's always been a very active person, even at 85, like she'd be the one to get up and go for walks. Um, she lives in a independent living. So not a like nursing home, but it's like a, it's one of those communities that there is facilities there if you need it, but you're not monitored 24 seven. Like she has her own area. She gets her own food. She can drive her car and stuff like that. Uh, in that place, she was like the healthiest person there was able to, you know, use the stairs, not have to take the elevator the whole night, like would go out for walks. Everything. She's always been that energetic person. It's always on the go, always doing something. Uh, she got sick and was concerned about potential return for cancer. So about five years ago, she beat cancer. Okay. Uh, it was a form of lymphoma. Um, survivor was in remission. Been all clear since then. Um, she was kind of concerned that it was coming back, which I mean, there's always that chance anyway. So you're never really always not hundred percent clear. Like you still have your cancer screenings every couple of years, stuff like that. So sure. She was due for one anyway. Uh, she was going to have a PET scan. Uh, and then like a couple weeks ago, so now three and a half weeks ago from today, 
her back really, really started bothering her to the point that like it was just uncomfortable. She wasn't really sleeping. One morning she woke up and couldn't feel her leg. Oof. It was like a dead leg situation. So she couldn't get up. She couldn't walk. She couldn't do anything. They call the EMT. So the EMT come picks her up, which is funny because at this, you know, independent living place, there were now all three ambulances from the town she lives in were all there picking people up at the exact same time for various reasons. Um, but anyway, so she goes to the hospital, uh, is in the hospital. They say, okay, we're going to take a look and figure out what's going on. We're going to do some x-rays, MRI. Um, we're going to do a procedure to help with your back and do a biopsy just to see uh, if it is the cancer that's come back. And if so, you know, what type, so on and so forth. Um, the doctor talked to her once they realized it is cancer and they want to send out the biopsy, which would take longer. Uh, they had said, well, here's the thing is we can treat this now with an oral um, chemotherapy. So you don't have to go through the intravenous stuff and be sitting okay. there all day and make yourself really, really sick. You could take this instead. You don't lose your hair. It's a lot gentler on you. So they were set and getting ready to do that like the following week. Like he was ready to be like, all right, this was back in Thanksgiving. Now we're looking at, they were like, all right, we're going to start the week of Thanksgiving. You'll start your tra- your therapy and we'll keep this thing going. Biopsy comes back. Um, Well, first off, the MRI comes back and she actually had a fracture in two parts of her spinal column, which is why she couldn't feel her leg. Ooh. And the biopsy came back and it is a very aggressive form of lymphoma. And it was actually the cancer that caused the break in her back. I was going to say that was my next question. I'm like, how does that even. Yep. She didn't fall. It was nothing like that. That's what she was saying. So she was really expecting it not to be a major ordeal. And it turned into a major ordeal. So they have given her uh, the diagnosis of only a few weeks to live. Um they said the chemotherapy, even if she were to do the more aggressive style of chemotherapy, by the time it would start really being effective, it would already likely be too late. So course of action is nothing uh, other than to just make her comfortable. Um, so she was then transported to a rehab center uh, to help with physical therapy for the leg, to get the feeling back in the leg, to be able to walk a little bit, stuff like that. But in the back of her head, she knows that she you know, won't be leaving there. Um, she will do a hospice care there uh, when it comes to that um, because she didn't want to burden uh, either myself and my household or my dad's household because um, that side of the family is really, really small. It's uh, just my dad. Uh, he had a sister, but she died of breast cancer. Gosh, uh, 10, 15 years ago at this point. Um and she had two children. One is in Vermont. One is in Tennessee. They both since flown up and they're kind of here for at least a week or two, depending on the kid to, to visit and kind of get those uh, potentially last moments with her. Um, I've gone pretty much every day since she's been there minus like two days. I didn't go. So I've been visiting her every day uh, in between work and dinner. Um, kind of just spending that time there because um, we don't even know if she's going to make it till Christmas, but uh, on the plus side, she still is positive mentally. She's all still there. She still has a positive outlook despite knowing, you know, this is the end. She's making all of her final preparations and all that kind of stuff. So she's she's there mentally. Mm-hmm. Uh, physically is a little bit harder. Um, she has to actually put on a like brace to then stand up with a walker and the help of somebody else to walk. Um, but she's doing like exercises every day. And today she actually took a walk down the hallway, which they haven't really been pushing her because they know the prognosis is, isn't going to go anywhere anyway. So 
they've just letting her kind of been guiding herself to do it, but she was able to take a shower by herself today for the first time in three weeks. Didn't need a sponge bath. Um, so in that, in that regard, she's doing better. However, I'm kind of noticing the physical appearance of her starting to deteriorate a little bit. You know, you see the, the face, she's more tired, sunken eyes, stuff like that. So, uh, I have no idea how long, honestly, I really don't. So I just plan on continuing this course of action for as long as need be until the, the time comes. And, uh, I mean, I've had deaths in my family. Sure. Um, this one will be the hardest for me personally. Sure. So that's kind of where like, I, I struggle a little bit. Like I know a lot of listeners, a lot of people, they've gone through stuff already. Um, for me, just keep in mind, like this would be the first big one. Whereas I think a lot of people we know have gone through something already big. Uh, this will be the first big one for me. I think where it's been somebody I've been really close to. So yeah. 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 It's not, I mean, yeah. What do you, what the hell do you say? Right. I mean, like I, I've been similar to you as well. I've been lucky enough that like, I haven't, it, I have a weird, relationship with my grandparents i feel like on all sides now like my maternal grandmother raised was didn't, didn't raise what i'm saying my maternal grandmother like babysat me a lot sure. um like yeah. during the summers when i was younger and, and yeah. then after school and then um my on my dad's side my paternal like i don't we're different there's very different people right and then like <laughs> like i've talked about them in the show now they're the ones now that are it's like questionably racist yeah and now like <laughs> The older they have, like they're just set in their ways, and it's it's hard to kind of be around them sometimes because yeah. even when you do see them, they're like they've got to go. And like my my grandpa was in the hospital actually this past week too. Had like a thought it was an abscess um, on his uh, uvula, but uh, it was uh, turns out it was just like an infection. Okay, so I don't. I mean, isn't that an abscess though? Well, the abscess is an infection. It's very, yeah. I mean, basically, very much the same thing. Um, and like, my grandma can't really function without him. Like, she doesn't know what yeah. pills she's taking. She doesn't know so the thermostat, all the stuff. Oh, like, yeah. And like, my grandpa's like ready for assisted living. Like, he he's had two strokes, and he's the one that's in like better shape, right? Like, Oof. And yeah. her health kind of deteriorated. Like a few years ago, she like fell at uh, they're like big high school sport supporters, so they go to all like the high school that I went to. They go to all their games and stuff and like slipped in the bathroom uh-huh. and like fr- had some spinal fractures and just been a rough recovery ever since then um but he's ready for like assisted living but she really wants to stay in the house so that's like the debate and like this scare show too like if he goes first grandma can't be there by her own and yeah um it's gonna be hard it's gonna be tough to lose any of those three but like yeah it's it just it's I don't know. I have like, I don't, I clearly, I think I have just issues with my family anyway in my yeah. relations. Like, I just yeah. don't feel super, like, I don't know how, like, I, that's, that's the thing I struggle with a lot is like, how often should I talk to my parents or yes, grandparents? With you. Like, yep. I don't, like, especially my dad, like, I hadn't talked to my dad in weeks until this past week. He called me three times to give me updates on my grandpa, right? And um, I've talked with my mom here and there throughout the surgery and stuff, but it's just, I don't know. It's like this, I, I, I feel like my youth situation is always a little more messed up just because from the, the divorce and the separate and like the separation yeah. and the different silos that creates in y- your family. And um, yeah, like it, like I definitely had some mostly felt, I don't know, kind of mute a little bit when my, my grandfather passed and yeah, um, you know, obviously you have some, some waves of emotions that hit through all of that, yeah. but I just wasn't super close with him. And that was, that was just like the type of that person he was. And I'm like, my 
grandmother's a little bit be a little different. And like I had a lot of great good memories of my grandfather too, but it's hard. Like my wife, I think sees this a lot too because they, as they age and deteriorate, they very much are not the person that you remember. Yes, like yeah, Justice's grandmother has gotten very mm, short, very mean you know, in her old age. And that's just not the grandma she had growing up. Right. So that's the, that's like that struggle. And, um, it's gotta be like, is that harder for your folks to see her like go through that being like, that's their parent or. Yeah. So luckily I, I know a hundred percent what you mean about the, the personality change that happens there. Um, I'm fortunate enough that that has not happened with nice. her. Um, so that that's really good because that would be tough too. She's authentic um, to the yes memories you have and everything. Yes, which is which has been great, and I think that's that helps me going every day. And even just like even if I don't have much to say, it just breaks up her day, right? Because she's just yeah. in this hospice room. It's not like her house that she was in where she had like you know a kitchen, a bathroom. It's like no, you're in basically a glorified hospital room. Um, for so this is my dad's mother. And his dad, my original grandfather, died when I was a week old. Right. So she had remarried. And that's really the guy who I had for most of my life as a grandfather. And he's the one who just passed away about a year and a half ago. Okay. So my dad's kind of gone through some of this stuff. And I've seen it not when his dad died, obviously, because I wasn't I was yeah. a baby, newborn. Um, but I did see when his sister died. And I saw what that did to him and to my grandmother, actually. Um, but I'm seeing him kind of he's he's doing a good face right now but it is getting to my note my mom had texted me saying they went grocery shopping the other day and they had some milk left over from thanksgiving that went bad so he had to dump that out well they went grocery shopping and he dumped out the brand new milk as opposed to the old milk so just little things that like shit you know he would have caught that before so yeah i think i think it's coming uh where he's not gonna handle this very well because i mean this is this is really it. Like all of his family's gone. When this happens, it's just his kids. Like that's, that's what he has left. Like everybody is gone from that part of the family. Once it happens, that that's like blood to him. So yeah, I think this is going to take a toll on him. And it's going to be tough for probably for me to see my dad like that. Right. Like that's always tough when you see a parent breakdown. Right. So it's like, I, I know it's coming, but I, I need to be the strong one for my family in this instance where I'm still going to mourn. hundred percent. I'm not going to try and hide it. Yeah. Um, but I know that I'm going to need to be the strong one. I'm already kind of the strong one. I, I've gone to visit more than my dad. Now my dad's running errands and doing shit for us. It's not like he's not doing anything, but I'm still showing up every single day to talk to her. I'm texting her first thing in the morning. How'd you sleep? You know, how are you feeling today? Doing all that stuff. So I'm, I'm the one that's trying to be strong for everybody else. And we'll, you know, we'll see what happens when it, when it comes. It just, the thing that sucks the most is when my wife lost her grandmother a few years ago, it was around the same time of year. It was like the week before Thanksgiving. It's like, it's never a good time for this to happen, but this is the shittiest time of year for this yeah. to happen. Like right. it just is. Cause I know if she doesn't make it till Christmas, like my dad is just going to be, it's going to ruin it. Like he's going to be miserable and just go through the motions on Christmas. And it's like, it's awful. I don't want him to have to do that. You know, it's like, that's, that sucks. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, did you have anything else on the personal side? N- not really, man. I'll be honest, like it, nothing notable. And like, I'm 
I'm like in cruise control, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's kind of like that mentality I have towards work too. It's so like, it's work a little easy, works a little easier this time for you, yeah, for I, you, I right? A little bit e- easier. Well, normally it would be like, at least this year, yeah. I'm not doing a major software changeover. That's true. Right. And uh, <laughs> it's like, now you're at that point. It's like, is this a problem now? Or is this a problem next year? That's a problem for next year. And you just kind of push off what you can. But uh, like, you know, we're, we've probably got two more sprints that will, you know, we're sprint planning for product dev for the next uh, end of the year. And like, that's the tough, like the juggle of everything. I've got two more payrolls to run. Yeah, I've got yeah. a, a, like, we've been building this commission system. So I need to really dive in and hug. Uh, do some a b testing on data there and um i don't know now it's like it's like a whole new set of problems as i feel like it now because like before it was like uh, workload but now it's like yeah workload but also being cognizant of industry and then company health company performance and everything so yeah um really i'm just i'm ready for this year to be done and get beyond it because like (laughs) in terms for us like for personally, good year, great year, good stuff. But like professionally, it was just like in terms of like any achievement or any growth I had is great. But then it, it, like you look at the overall economic poor performance of the industry with and then on, on company performance. And that just kind of tar- puts a little little dark Sour tarnish on all yeah, of it. Yeah. Right. So it's hard. Yeah. It's all it's all bittersweet. And, you know, there obviously there's some, you know, pros and cons. You, had, you know, had a, you know, promotion, job title change, a couple couple raises but then you know we dealt with layoffs and downsizing and uh doing outsourcing some other roles we just had a sudden resignation i think it was going to be more mutual though if the resignation didn't happen i think it would have probably been resulted in a misalignment termination like came suddenly at the end of the week for someone that's been with the company five years so there have been been through a lot um this year so just uh winding through that looking forward to christmas and you know what uh gifts you know things with aiden and like it's been fun like seeing him like it's funny how we i remember when I, he was first playing game like i know i think i've heard all the parents talk about this like when he was first playing games like could not yep. do anything and now to yep. watch it like he plays mario odyssey now rotates the camera around does all those oh, things like yes. yeah he doesn't have a handle of like all the mechanics still sure. doesn't like any enemies like doesn't he very much likes to play in safe zones doesn't want to deal with goombas or any of the things there but he'll pl- do that with me you know we'll play co-op and yeah. like I never thought we would go through and keep like, I almost have all the, the almost all the know, right? power moons. And I never thought that would happen. So it's like, no. that's been fun. And like, we, I think we're, I think when are we getting him? We got him, his own power, a controller coming. I think we got Lego uh, star Wars coming, which I know nice. like dog shit on the switch, but he, he won't care. Right? Whatever. Yeah. And then I think, uh, I think we might get him like one of the hot wheels games or something. So, yeah, yeah. you know, there's like, it's been fun watching, enjoying stuff like that with him. And um, I mean, otherwise, man, not not really like just trying to tie up loose ends and, you know, I, I live in life, I guess. Right. Keep trying. I need to I need to align my diet goals with everything else I've done, because like everything else, I think I've made a really good job of being, a, you know, a more habitual and and replacing and doing. Yeah, um, yeah but, but eating eating not junk has been a struggle 
because <laughs> I just step man. You're yeah. doing incredible things. But, but like, I think that's the problem, though. I like I like because I've changed all those other things. Like, well, I can just eat whatever I want now, and I can't, <laughs> well, I can't you know. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Like last night, like just went to just had to work, so I was like, she already had she ate. Aiden was eating already. I'm like, oh well, I don't really feel like fixing myself anything. What do I got here? Well, let's get the air fryer out. Uh, corn dogs and french fries. Let's go. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> you know, so. At least you air fried it. It's better. Yeah. Uh, you know, as, as the movie with Paul Rudd says, this is 40. So. <laughs> oh. Without well, the, the bad things, I think, that happened in that film. Yeah, lots of bad things. Um, yeah, it's funny you talk about work shakeups, Jason, because. Oh, boy. You know, again. It's been a month, right? So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they put a, a mystery meeting on the calendar yesterday oh, when I was yeah. off, um, which my, well, that's always crime, the best because the partner crime it. Fernando told me, he's like, Hey, heads up. There's a call today at 11. So was, the call was today, even though I was off yesterday. So it's not like I had to jump on on my day off kind of deal, but he's like, Hey, heads up. This is coming down the pipeline tomorrow. And it says like, uh, Oh God, what was it called? Um, alignment, you know, department oh, alignment Jesus. and goals for 2024. So I'm like, all right, here we go. So hop on the call and, um, you know, first off, it was like 11 o'clock. So first, I've been working forever and I'm like, I just want this meeting to be over in the back of my head. I'm like, just why is this so late? Do this first thing in the morning like you normally do. Why is this later? Um, So they hop on. They talk about basically uh, our entire department. So I work in third party risk management, which kind of just quickly recap for people here is every vendor that the bank uses for anything. Uh, our team has hands on and looks at their, you know, infrastructure, their cybersecurity, if they have data elements. And and basically, I need to know uh, what every vendor has access to, how they're accessing it, what their protections are, uh, any fourth parties that they use or subcontractors. Basically, I need to know everything that they're doing for the bank, all the details. Right. Um, and my specific role is kind of first line of defense where I will look at all this stuff as we're onboarding the vendor. So no contract signed, uh, just simply a business line wants to utilize this. So I need to give it the all clear and let them know what their risk ratings would be for this specific vendor, and what they want them to do. That's been done by myself. Uh, you know, initially you go back years of podcasting and there was like 15 of us and then it came down to just me and then I had a couple of trainees. So it's been three of us for the last two years doing this. Uh, we work in partnership with uh, vendor analysts. And what those folks do is after we do the initial one, they sign the contract, vendor comes live, they'll do the ongoing reviews. So as we, you know, depending on what the vendor does, they may need to be reviewed every year, every two years, every three years. And they get real deep in their cybersecurity. They might tour their database facilities. They go all in on these things. Uh, they basically said that the job I do today uh, is going to be absorbed by the 15 other people who do the vendor reviews today. So it's funny because the first thing they start doing when they're like rolling it out, the person that's the head of our department, so high up there was like, I want everyone to kind of just take this in, you know, don't react now, listen to the whole thing. And then we'll discuss the thing. <laughs> Your jobs so, are all being absorbed by these other departments. Well, and, 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 well, those people are on the call too. So it's funny. Cause they were like, Whoa, 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 how are we supposed to have time to do this when we're we're doing our, our you know annual reviews and this and that, blah, blah, blah. So then my direct boss was kind of like, guys, listen, Kevin did it by himself for a whole year. There's not going to be 15 of you doing what he did by himself. You'll be fine. <laughs> like, it was kind of that. It was really funny. Oh, so like, nice, oh, okay. Nice. Um, 
so and really all it's doing is it's helping the teams align where they're going to work directly with specific uh, procurement or sourcing partners. So if a team is the ones who do all the contracts for, let's say, technology, uh, you know, there's like four or five people that do those contracts. Uh, they will have a specific team of people who do the analysts and they'll work side by side from now on. So it's no more like a lottery of like, hey, what vendor do I review this year? They'll have the same portfolio. Oh, nice. They'll have the same type of vendors. So they may have all the technology vendors. It should be easier. Exactly. And they'll have better knowledge of their own stuff, which makes their reviews easier. Uh, if there's something that they find is wrong, they can make the changes themselves. They don't need to come to me and I have to coordinate all the stuff and get the updates. So they can just do the updates, right? So it, it on paper, it makes sense. I'm I'm all for it. I'm like, this this is good. Um. Where's the other shoe that's about to drop? I finally got good news, Jason. <laughs> so myself and and my cohort, Fernando, that I've been working with closely now for the last two years and kind of taught him everything he knows, uh, we are being transitioned. Um, I'm actually going to work for a different manager and everything. And so I'm outside of that direct process now, and I'm going to work for the Business Insights team. So... Everything I used to do outside of the actual vendor reviews, because that was a portion of my job, but then there was all this other stuff I did before. Fernando is now taking over all that stuff. So he's excited because he's like, whoa, I become the CEO of this. We used to joke that I was the CEO yeah. of VCPs, which was vendor classification profile. That's my main thing I always did. I was like, well, you're the CEO of VCPs now. He's like, oh, he goes, this is great. He's like, but he doesn't have to do the actual calls anymore. So it's like, it's even easier, right? They're giving me... Dude, uh, so I will be, my job responsibilities is the aggregation of risk themes across vendors and industries, uh, bit site management and data reviews of all vendor processes, uh, system enhancements, I'll be in charge of those, uh, the schedule of vendor reviews for two different teams, one that does regulatory reviews because we work with the Fed, so we have certain government obligations we have to do, mm -hmm. as well as our own governance and then i'm going to integrate strategic sourcing and third-party risk reporting providing a 360 degree view of third party <laughs> uh, i don't know what any of that is but sounds no, great nobody does i, I said share my family like i don't know what that means i was like well just look at it this way i was like this, everything i did before i no longer do and now really what i'm doing is i'm shaping and developing the entire program so all the ideas I've had over the years and pitched, and everyone's like, well, I don't, know, we, I don't know if we can really make that happen, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Well, now it's mine. So I can make, as long as I can find a way to make it systematically work, I get to make those calls. So wow. it's it's good for me. Um, it unfortunately is not a pay raise. They, they are billing it as a lateral move because it's a job that didn't exist before. Um, but on the plus side, it's like I will have less tedious uh, mundane work and I'll be more involved in strategy, risk management, and nice. stuff like that. So yeah, it's 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 a positive thing. It'll be effective uh, January one. Uh, we'll make that move to a different manager, and Fernando's coming with me, which is good. Um, so I'll still be involved with the overall process, but more of like a point of escalation, and not have to worry about the day to day nice. bullshit. So it's good. It's good. Yeah. I, I had a heads up for my position changing about a week ago. Okay. But I was told I couldn't say anything to anybody because the other folks didn't know. So even Fernando, I couldn't tell him anything that I was like, hey, you're going to be fine. I couldn't say it. So I was like, <laughs> you know, yeah, but yeah, it all came out today. So it's public. It's all good. So, yeah, finally, some good work related news. And, uh, you know, I'm being moved to somewhere else entirely. So kind of cool. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Look at us. Look at us go. So 
Remember way back when we used to always just bitch about our jobs and yeah. our, our pay all the time. We're like, yep. this sucks. How do yep. we survive? How do we do anything? I just got to dig deep. There's a lot of stuff we want to do uh, to have cleared up before we hand everything over to the other guys. Like we want to just clean up all of the messes, which the team before me that did enhancements, they put in like new questions into our questionnaire. So now when you run a report, anyone that didn't have that new question in it shows that there's an error. So we have to go in and answer those two questions, even though they're kind of bullshit questions that don't really matter. But just for reporting purposes, we want it to be clean, right? Okay. You know, we got till end of the month. It's only 900 plus questionnaires. Not a big deal, right? No. No, you can knock that out. Yeah. So that's the only thing we got to stress is to power through that and we'll be good. But yeah. Yeah. So like you, looking forward to the new year. And that's really when everything will change. So, yeah. I mean, we, we just need the market to flip, which that, that just yeah, that yeah sure. Recently, right. I mean, they keep telling me the economy is getting better. I, I don't see it, but that's what everyone says. I mean, that's, that's interesting with like freight. You know, the freight industry is usually a good indicator of where things are headed. And like, um, I don't know, we, we saw like so much like it took forever for like, you know, we had COVID like and this is what we're seeing with a lot of industries. Right. COVID happens some we go remote we ramp up staffing all this stuff and then now you've you have this recession you know it, it not it's still a recession right because yeah, things are still yep. down right but now Absolutely. you we have what we see in the games industry and across all these other spaces too like lots of layoffs lots of reductions yeah. like spotify just didn't is doing yep. another one you know microsoft's done layoffs uh every game other game studios doing it, it's just it's a, a an unfortunate trend but like we saw like during covid we saw all these people consumer spending and goods went up and we saw this huge influx of all this these imports coming into the ports and all this huge congestion and so because of that you had this delay in the supply chain and then we ramp up production to meet those demands yeah. now everything's caught up now you got this surplus of of production right and so I, everything i've seen like manufacturing is way up yeah now um, it's just, you know, I, I still think, you know, as, as we see probably inflation continue to go down or hold steady, then we might see spending return. I don't know. I'm not an economist, but by any yeah. means, I mean, there's people in my industry that are in, in my company that are paid to pay attention to more of that stuff. Okay. I don't, I would just make sure shit works, yep. but yeah, it's, uh, you look at the trends and everything. It's, it's pretty crazy. Um, but, you know, it's getting better. I mean, it's getting it's getting better each week. Um, unfortunately, like holidays are now here, which make things harder. Right. Yeah. You have less yeah. less business days, uh, less schedules. And that just throws everything up. And like November looks great on paper. And then you realize, oh, we've got essentially two, le- like three less business days. And then, you know, nothing's yeah. going to happen the day before the day of or the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. And then right after smack dab after that, you got end of month which throws everything out. And now this, you got end of quarter, end of end of month, end of year, yep. which is going to, again, throw all that out. So yep. business, this has been business talk sponsored by what the flux supposed. Yeah, you know, that's what it is. Uh, Kevin, man, uh, more, I, you know, it more, more of the same here. <laughs> I, 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 you know, we watched, we watched some things, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pop in on the, on the Christmas talk with you, but yeah, yeah. haven't, um, haven't really enjoyed, too many things new like we just haven't with my wife's new schedule we don't have a whole lot of time during like last week for example she worked monday so wasn't home until later in the evening mm-hmm. i did my whatever stuff on tuesday and then she worked wednesday and then she went out with a friend thursday and so like boom 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 like you know yeah. just not a lot of the time to 
watch anything together or do a lot. I mean, we started the new series. I don't remember if we finished something up. You watch any movies? Hell, I can't remember, but um, <laughs> nothing that memorable then. Nothing that memorable. And, and yeah, I'm still in my free time playing Halo. Uh, they're finally rolling out some changes which should have been in the system forever ago when it comes to ranked <laughs> matches. Like it, it blows my mind that when, in, when people leave the game and you get penalized for that, like that, yeah, that's, 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 that's so stupid. So yeah, like it's only five CSR, but that's still a big deal. And now they finally like, as long as you're not the first person to leave or that person's not in your fire team, then you can quit without penalty. And it's like, yes, that's how it should have always been because yep. you're yep. never going to win unless you're playing against really shitty people. You're never going to win in Halo no. uh, outnumbered. It's just it, the way that game is played. You just it's it's just not get overrun. Yeah. yeah. So um, I've been str- struggling to get up to the rank five of of platinum. And every time I'd make some progress, I'd have some losses. And like I was I was narrating it in the Discord. I I think at one point I had three, maybe four matches in a row where I had somebody quit or drop. And I was just like, this is, this is fucking stupid. So, uh, I I tried to play a little bit last night and then I was just kind of like, eh, I just wasn't feeling it. And I went up and I, I, I've been slowly watching, like I've started the Scott Pilgrim anime. Oh yeah. 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 Um, I've only watched the first episode so far on that, which was, which was quite good. And, uh, the wrestlers on, on Netflix that, Oh, uh, OVW, Ohio yep. Valley Wrestling with Al Snow and everything. I think I'm like th- two or three episodes into that, which is just kind of really, uh, you know, that slice of life culture, you know, you're rooting for the underdog there. And it's quite a interesting, interesting story. So yeah. um, otherwise, not not that much else. We watched another uh, we did watch another cult documentary um, on <laughs> HBO or excuse me, on Max. Um, what is it? Uh Look it up here. The uh, love has won. The cult of Mother God chronicles oh, the life God. and death of Amy Carlson, also known as Mother God, a self-proclaimed spiritual savior who built a cult through online manifestos and live streaming sessions. Um, very, very interesting. Uh, you know, they believed she was believed that she was like God uh, on Earth. Um, but also they did a lot of hallucinogenics and stimulants. Sure. So no wonder, you know, they had like this whole cult. And it's funny, like I can taste colors. It's funny, like cults aren't, you know, we're just we're not a cult. But then once we money gets involved, then we need to do things to make money. It's not about money until there is money. And then we got to make money. So I mean, kudos to them for doing it via live stream and not actually have like a physical cult. Oh, there was That's... a physical cult too. Oh, because okay. they're like, oh, you got to come out here. Yeah, out there. It's just we got the sick barn in the middle of Ohio. Everyone, let's yeah. go. We got the sick. Yeah, exactly, man. So very trippy from not knowing anything about that. And uh, my wife, uh, my wife watches Sister Wives, and I get wrapped up into the drama of that <laughs> shit. Oh my god, dude! Like, what a what my cool? wife watched it too for like the longest time, and I'd seen like bits and pieces, and I keep teetering about like. Do I want to just have this on? Like, like I always have like dumb shows on when I yeah. work. If I'm if I'm working at home, like I just have something else on as background noise. And in my head, I'm like, I keep going to start that one, and I'm like, I don't know if I could do it. Dude, it's now, just crazy. Now's the time because like the drama is so like between like the, all the separations happening, and yeah. like I don't know what the future of that show looks like now. But well, I, I mean, shoot, they made it through him going on the run and not being arrested, like where he was wanted. <laughs> Um, oh, for whatever yeah, state they were living in for having yeah. that, those types of relationships and like he didn't get arrested or anything like that. But, but like, you, that was... you watch this other one too that Welcome to Plathville where it looks like 
if I haven't heard that. Oh, one. yeah. It's like another thing where like uber religious family parents where they like live. They raise their children very. I'm, I'm sure they're probably Baptists or something. And yeah, then, yeah. Uh, raise their kids homeschooled, sheltered. Not oh, it's like the Duggars to, and stuff. Like very that, like similar. That. Okay. And then like the kids grow up and then they kind of explore the real world and what's yep. out there. And then okay. like, the, the culture shock of all of it. Right. But yeah, yeah. they're very much. uh children of the Aryan race, right? They're all like incredibly good looking blonde and tall. Yep. And it's like, what, what is going on? And it's, but like, I'll, I'll like try to read a graphic novel or something like this. And then she's like, got that shit on. And I'm just like, I just end up staring at it, you know, ah, it sucks. In it. The trash, man, it sucks. You in need it. some of that every once in a while. Like, I mean, look at it this yeah. way. At least you're not watching the Kardashians, right? It's, true. it's still, it's no matter everything you're talking about. It's still better than the yeah. Kardashians. Oh, I do. I do have something else. I will add after yeah, I yeah. let you, um, regale some tales here but oh you want me to go i think yeah. you said you were going to go oh no i was okay. gonna, i don't want to just hog all the sweat like gotcha that. okay no it's good because i don't want to talk all the way through um all right we'll start with we'll, we'll talk more movie talk um first thing i want to bring to attention i thought of it afterwards as we started the show have you seen that there's a squid game reality show <sighs> yeah i have i haven't even watched squid game Oh, never, never mind. It. This is ruined. I thought you did. Mm-hmm. Oh. I've always thought about it, but sometimes I'm, I'm like hit and miss with subtitles. Like I got to be in the right place to watch it. You could do the English. You don't I need know, the but uh, I, you know, what? I think I almost rather do subtitles because then I'm just so focused on the dubbing and how bad it doesn't match. I feel like it was I, done pretty well, though, with it? this one. Like it was it was like good voice actors, too. So it wasn't like too ridiculous. All right. I mean, give it a shot. Uh, anyway. All right. So for those listening, I won't get into any spoiler territory then, but they did do a Squid Game reality show. Um, I know Mr. Beast kind of did some stuff like a while back where he did it like in real life, but this is like legit done by Netflix, done by the creators of the show. They just threw in all these people and they reenact the game. So like the, the one that everyone knows is like the, the red light, green light, right? With the mm-hmm. giant doll. Mm-hmm. Uh, what they would do is if you had movement, uh, everyone was acquitted with like die packs. So if it's so like you moved, it'd be like pop and like your chest would blow up and you have like black ink and the parents oh. would have to fall down and everything like that. So they, they're going through all the games and Netflix has released it in, in a weird scenario. So they put out like six episodes right away. So you can watch like the first six episodes. Then they're releasing six episodes the week of Thanksgiving, which I haven't watched yet. And then like the final episode, I don't think it's out yet or it's out this week. So it's really weird how they split it up. But it's cool to see what they're doing with it. And I don't know where the show is going to go, but basically people are just competing. And as the more people are eliminated, the bigger the pot goes and the money that they can win. Okay. I think it's like 8.4 or 4.8 million or something like that is, is the, the jackpot. If you make it all the way to the end, but there is real life controversy about the show coming out as well, which is what we always kind of get to with reality shows. Right. Mm hmm. So the first game, which is the red light, green light with the giant doll. I think the clock starts at five minutes or maybe eight minutes is the clock. And you have that long to get to the threshold without being seen, without dying. Or, you know, if you don't make it, then you automatically die. But you have that long to get there. So to film this sequence, you would think it would be the time, right? (laughs) Five to eight minutes, maybe a little bit longer to set things up, whatever. It took eight hours. So what? Whatever technology they use to detect whether or not people were moving apparently takes a long time. So while watching the show, there was one person who made it across that when they made it across, 
No, it didn't make it across. The person quit. So one of the times the doll was turning around for red light, the person was like in a weird pose where they're kind of like pseudo squatting. So she couldn't move and she's holding it. And she's like, I don't know if I could do this. And like 20 seconds later, fell to the ground. She said, I'm exhausted. I quit and fell to the ground. And I'm like, how can you not hold a squat for 20 seconds? Well, no, because it was hours, Jason. The technology that they used to track them apparently was so slow that these people had to freeze in these positions and could not move. So if they, they said oh, red light and they froze, God. we're sitting here thinking it's seconds. It is potentially like an hour that they're in this position and can't move. And if they move, they die. Uh, in the game, of course. But <sighs> I was wondering, because as the game was going on, we were watching the people progress because, you know, they make it really suspenseful as you're going through, even though nobody's really dying in this. But they would do, like, the double call red light, and we noticed some people would start just falling to the ground or, like, diving and sliding. And I'm like, why are you doing that? And then after a while, I'm like, oh, shit, now it makes sense because they were there for hours. And if you're just laying on the ground, it's easier not to move, right? Right. But you didn't know that watching the show. This all came out after that first group of episodes aired. So there's some controversy about, I guess, some some of the people were suing for the conditions that they were in. Because, like, yeah, they knew they were on a reality show, but they didn't know they were going to be doing that for that long. Right. And apparently the set was very cold, too. So it's like hours and hours and hours of freezing. And then you're literally freezing. But, yeah, it's an interesting thing. Uh, it's just called Squid Games, I think, or you can look for it on netflix but yeah it's it's interesting and we've watched that first chunk and i'm sure i think we'll just wait for the finale to come out and just finish watching the whole thing at once because they're very digestible yeah. and you kind of get a little hooked on it just like the real show like it sucks you in um with a little bit of the human drama as well uh, as far as other viewing stuff um still in the hallmark christmas movie binge thing we're doing a couple ones every weekend you know there's new ones every like friday saturday sunday yep. so we're typically watching two or three a week it's all good we're still you know enjoying them but we did uh, start pecking away at some of the classics, right? So we watched uh, Christmas Vacation, my personal favorite, uh, and a lot of my family's personal favorite. So we had to get our at least one viewing of it so far. We'll probably watch it again. We haven't I'm done sure. that yet. That's the one we so have. Good. It. So good. But the one we did want to check out that we saw, you know, previews going into its release was Genie with Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. Which I believe you watched as yep. well. Yeah. So the premise of this one is a guy hard in his luck, his wife and, and child kind of leave him because he's so obsessed with his job that he misses, you know, family events, holiday events, just like every other, you know, stereotypical Christmas movie, right? The dad sucks and misses out on everything. But he discovers uh, a mysterious box that contains a genie. Uh, and unlike your traditional genie where you get three wishes, you actually get unlimited wishes with the genie because it was all just, you know, fake that you only get three wishes. So, right, right. Yeah, I, I will say overall, I I enjoyed it. It had a couple of moments that made me laugh out loud, um, which was nice. And Melissa McCarthy is kind of like a fine line for me where she could be really funny mm-hmm. or over the top, much like Will Ferrell, right? Like Will Ferrell, yeah. some roles you're like, oh, my God, I can't stand you. And then someone's like, all right, you're funny. Yeah, um, she kind of does the same thing. But in this one, I think she nailed uh, balancing that line and made a family friendly movie that was still uh, really funny. Like my kid laughed out loud and I laughed out loud. My wife did, too. So. I love, uh, it's I love enjoyable. Mark Maron just randomly yes. being in it as well. I love that uh, yep. that that role, uh, that character. But yeah, same thing. It was it was just fun, and I think yeah, same thing with her roles can either be spot on or yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit, a little bit over the top. Yeah, for for sure with the, the kind of character she she ends up playing. But yeah, I liked it. Was like a a different twist on something we've seen before. Yeah. You yeah. you know, and like you see this this father like continue to fail. I don't, I don't even say we can say fail forward. Right. But just I mean, yeah, kind of, 
you know, it's like that whole that spin of like uh, it's a wonderful life, right? Where you see well, yeah. this is how your life was going to be, and now you've got a chance to go back and fix it all, right? So, yeah, um, yeah I like like it. I thought it was you know I thought it was good. Uh, it was enjoyable. It was yeah. I, are you gonna watch the the Eddie Murphy one? I s- probably only because we're <laughs> picking away, and I'm like I haven't liked Eddie Murphy in a while yeah. now, but. I, I don't know. It, it seems to have a lot of stars in it, but I've seen some things where some people say it's God awful, which yeah. is what I'm expecting. Yeah, but sure. some people said it's funny and it's good. So like, I, don't, I don't know, but I'm going to lean towards it's probably God awful, but I'll probably watch have it. Have you watched any of the, any of the Disney plus ones? Have you watched the ludicrous, the, the dashing to the snow? No, or... oh, I, we got to dig into that because yeah. there's like, uh, there's that one. There's obviously the Santa Clauses, the series. What's that one too? Like the, whatever, uh, with the L- something nine, right? Yeah, with the nine kids. Yeah, 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 that was the one. I forget the name of it, but yeah, yeah I want to check out that nine. one too. Yeah, where some people said that one was good too. I saw that, so um, we do got to probably spend like a weekend and just dig into yeah. all of that stuff. Let me see if we can find it. Uh, dashing through the snow is the ludicrous one. It is the naughty nine. Ninety nine. We have that. Um, I think we had discovered that you know through peacock you know we get some of the hallmark stuff and then there's yep. uh that's what we're watching um i think on my uh not libby but what's the other digital service i use to get hoopla hoopla has access to hallmark oh really as well um with the don't count against your like it's one of their when you can they have like they have their you know the bonus borrows but they have some other program too where you can deep dive into something and it doesn't count against your monthly check in you know monthly rentals so you can, I think ah, you okay. can watch a bunch of stuff there so i wish i kept a list because there's, there's been a few of the hallmark ones that for some reason like this year some of the quality of the ones they're doing it's actually really good and it's weird like they've kind of figured out like yeah this is our niche this is really all we're going to do all year lean but, into it yeah but some of them were like this is a lot better than some of these other ones we've seen and it's sure. funny because like i mean you expect i mean when when you do like it's like 50 or 60 new films they have out a year, like yeah, for just holiday ones. And it's yeah. like, Insane. there's going to be some that absolutely suck, but like oh, there's yeah. been a lot more hits than misses in this year, which is weird. Cause like we just watch it cause it's easy garbage watching, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. They've been pretty good this year. I will say good. Um, I think the last thing I want to mention, I forgot about it for a bit. There's been, there's been a couple graphic novels I read, but the one I, I wanted to, to, to touch on because I, I it's, I've seen it forever. And when I talk about it, you probably might recognize it too. It's a graphic novel by the name of sheets. Um, and the artwork for that, you'll see like a, a dryer, like at a laundromat. And there's like a ghost face, like sheet in the, in the actual dryer. Oh yeah. Um, yep, okay. Yeah. And so there's that, there, there's that novel. And then there's, um delicates which i think yep. was the sequel and then they just came out fairly recently um lights which is like the wraps up the trilogy right sounds um, really racist when you talk about this and, and I, I always thought it was um you know I, I didn't know there were subsequent novels and i thought it was but it's a self-contained story originally right okay um, yeah. and it's about i can't remember the the, the character's name but it uh, follows a, a teenage girl um her family runs uh, has always owned this and run ran this laundry mat in their town marjorie and, uh, marjorie glatt she has a uh a, a, a little brother who's in kindergarten and then her dad is like trapped in the grief of losing his wife um and, and like so she's pretty much running the business running the house as her father like can't function and you can sure. see how she's like how the griefs manifest in her as well and it's affected her life and then um you know, the business is failing, all this parts of her life are failing. And then, um, ghosts, ghosts are real. 
that's the whole the whole sheets thing right and then that how that comes into her life and uh changes this whole situation i think helps gives her like some some confidence there and it, it's just been um it's just a, an interesting story right i think it's really well written and um i think heartfelt i would say um and i thought the the sequel captured that same feeling and tone of, of the original um which which i really like so i have i've checked the the final one out i haven't haven't had a chance to read it yet but i i really did like i've enjoyed enjoyed the story enjoyed the story so i definitely would recommend it and i i will give a recap a, a real quick on the the next one i've read is called phantom road um i think the volume one was the only one out available so i don't know how many issues of this comic are, are out but it's published by image and it essentially follows the story of this uh, dom a long a long haul trucker and he's driving his family. He's had some drama crises, lost his family. Um, so he's just out on the road. Right. And then he sees this accident in front of him. He swerves over and like, there's this object. And when he touches it, he and the woman that survived this accident are like transported into this alternate earth. And the way to describe it is like, there's the earth that we see. And then there's the, the other place underneath. And there's certain parts of, where the two converge and you're able to pass through the two, not really dimensions, but it's also like almost like an, a neither, uh, huh. a limbo space. Right. And yeah. those, those, and oddly enough, those places where you can cross between are at truck stops. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> okay. but they have this object and they're like greeted by this and they need to get, they need to, they're like bound to this object. Right. And they need to transport it across the country. But the thing is like in the, in those um, phantom spaces, there's like these, faceless featureless husk of what used to be people that are almost like zombie like in behavior okay. that roam the wastelands as well. Um, and you don't know, like still not like in that first issue, you don't know. There's a big reveal at the end, but you don't really know what this object is. There's some FBI investigations and going in place, some other hidden organizations, hmm. cover ups, all this sort of stuff. So it's like part kind of like, last of us part something yeah. else i don't know it's it's pretty interesting it's been are you reading the trade paperback or by issue i just read the one trade that was out volume one so i don't know that's how many all there issues. is that's all there is that's all there is there is um so there's nine comics announced but so actually i guess you could read some but uh let's see do you know how many issues are in the trade paperback? I feel like there's usually five or six. I'm guessing five. Trade. Okay, yeah, it looks like it, it, it should be five. Yeah, five. Because the issue number five came out July 5th of this year. Uh, issue eight, uh, issue eight, issue six just came out November 8th. Uh, issue seven comes out the December 13th. Issue eight, January 17th, and issue nine, February 28th. So, so there's only nine issues mm-hmm. announced, but only five have actually been released. Six huh. been released. Very interesting. So yeah, yeah. It, that's been been really cool. And then I think I just discovered that was like through the recommendations and hoopla. Yeah, I, yeah. I really want. I really wish there was like a. I might have said this in the past. I really wish there we had like a dedicated Goodreads, but for comics right like and i'm sure you might get some like recommendations like that in comicsology yeah. or stuff like that but i don't want to pay for it right, right. it's so way too expensive yeah i i just don't you know i don't want to do that i, I plus i don't have like somewhere nice to read it on like if i were going to invest in something like that like i'd want like a like a high, I hate ipad but i'd want like a high-end ipad or like a high-end tablet if i was going to invest in like digital Dude, I, comics I, my, I really appreciate my fire it, tablet but... works perfect yeah, yeah well that's true it works perfect mm-hmm. for that and i've spent 100 bucks 
Yeah. You know, and you always can get them on sale too. So that's um, very true. That's what I use mine for. And it's been great. Um, and like Lucas is very big on the physical side, right? He seems to get most of his from the, the actual library and read those yeah, yeah. in physical format. But um, I don't know. It's uh, I go in waves, right? Where I get like yeah. into the media medium and I'm really, I want to dive in and check it out. And then I follow out of it. And then I'm like, why would I, why would I? like same thing? Like all these ones I was big, big reading to it's the same problem we had like at the top of the show. Yeah. What the hell was happening? You know, I don't remember what I read in the previous issues. Like, yeah. I really like something that something is killing the children. That was great. And I got yeah, caught right, up right. and I was doing single issues on that because I wanted to continue the story. And the same thing with uh, uh, we only find them when they're dead. And then what was the other one yep. that was, had like the King Arthur uh, influences? And I can't oh, remember. yeah. We once about that. once in oh, gosh, once and never once in it was something like that. I can't yeah. remember. But same thing. You know, I, I read all the trades that were out and then I'm doing the single issues. But then when you start doing especially on Hoopla, you start going through singles, you're going to burn up your burn through your credits, your borrows yeah. and instantaneously. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like the it, trades just because you read more at one yeah, time. Yeah, it's just fun yeah. to do that. So I don't know. Maybe I guess that'd be something I could explore with holidays and all this. But I don't know. Mm. This is like this is a pinnacle. This is a pinnacle holiday season, Kevin. Because now it's like, what's going to happen next year? Is there? Are we going to actually get a switch? Like I, I just listened to Nintendo Shacks. It's fresh in my mind, and I love the point Donnie brought up. It's like, can't you see Doug Bowser? We're going to see him standing on stage next year, and somebody goes, yeah. and this is the switch too. But we're not quite ready to talk about that yet. More details later this year, and then it doesn't come out until like 2025. And it's like, yeah. can you like if can you that would be like that last year of Wii U? Like if yeah, next, if which comes out first, the the Switch Two or or Grand Theft Auto? Like <laughs> right, right. So I mean, that's the one thing I want to start put a chunk of a coin behind to like. Of course. Otherwise, I'd be really ser- seriously looking into a PC handheld. But I'd rather like yeah. Yep. But there's like very other directions I could go into like, oh, yeah, let's just throw some money at Comixology. Let's just do like, take yep. advantage of some of this other stuff. But we'll see. Right. So invest in the um, hobbies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't have much for gaming. Uh, I did get okay. a code earlier today for the Avatar game, which I have not. Oh, uh, it looks, booted up it yet. looks OK. And it looks OK. I will say that now I'm not an Avatar fan, though. So this is like never watched the movies. Well, yeah, I've, I watched, seen, I've seen some of the first one. I take that back. Yeah, I've seen the first one, and I'm like, whatever. This is Fern Gully, the Last Rainforest, which is a different take on it. Um, so I'm not, I'm not a huge Avatar fan at all. Um, but I'm gonna enter it, you know, objectively. I'm just gonna play the game because it doesn't matter to me. Like I played games that I know no subject material on. Like um, was there was one I did for One Piece that uh, the anime. Oh. I freaking love the game. I had no idea who anybody was. Didn't matter. I had a blast with it. This could happen. I don't know. So I'm going with a completely open mind, but I'm not anticipating it being good, but it might surprise me. Um, It's Ubisoft, so I don't think it'll be terrible, Mm. right? Like they don't do terrible games for most people. Um, But the the, the big news that sucked me in, uh, Jason, is I'm playing Fortnite again. Oh, wow. It happened. Um, I've got some coworkers that tried to get me to play. Want to squad up, but I think the problem is they're all like. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure they're playing on Xbox, or at least they're, I know they're playing on console. The people on console probably don't want a PC person in their party if they can prevent it, because then you got to do probably like full PC crossplay. With crossplay, yeah, isn't yeah. probably isn't probably great for in that game for console players. I think PC most players. of it is already crossplay enabled, except for Switch. They were isolating Switch because it was just like so unfair that it was like, why are you even playing? So, like, Switch players are playing by themselves. Everyone else, I believe, is crossplay. Um, 
compatible, which yeah, the PC gamers kind of kind of run with it. But I, I dove back in just to see if I could still do it because um, it's been over a year um, since I logged in because um, it even reminded me like kind of like, where have you been? Hey, here's sign up for all this stuff again. I'm like, no, I'm not spending any money. I'm just gonna I'm just here to play. You just want that Peter Griffin skin, don't you? No, actually, I don't. And Tom Servo made that joke like, oh, you're back because Peter Griffin got you. No, it's actually not <laughs> there. This season, they're adding in a bunch of new modes to it. Mm. Um, so there is a Lego mode coming, which comes out. It's either tomorrow or the next what day. Is the, I, will, I guess I'll just look it up. So it's basically what they're calling it is basically their version of Minecraft. It is a crafting survival game where they basically okay. legify uh, the whole Fortnite map and characters. So everything looks like a Lego game, but you're going to be it's a survival game. You're base building, crafting, um, survival, combat, stuff like that. So it's it's what? their take on Minecraft. Yeah. So it's got that Lego charm, which, you know, that, that gets me number one. I heard a great comment on a podcast I listened to today. It was like Fortnite is what meta wishes the metaverse was. 100%. Like what they've done with this is like fucking genius, right? Oh, like wait, how there's more, genius. Jason. That, that's only one of mode. Okay. But buckle up, buddy. There's a racing mode coming where it kind of combines Rocket League and like Mario Kart in a Fortnite world and environment. Oh, geez, that's that coming a couple days after Lego. Third one, Fortnite Festival Mode. That's Guitar Hero. What? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how. I don't know why. But like you, like you just said, <laughs> it's turning into what Metaverse wants to be. Like they're they're pulling out all. So I mean, like all last season, they brought back the original map, the OG map, and that was kind of like a big thing to get people to come back. And I think they utilized that time where they didn't need to do much. Because like they're just like, hey, here's the old map, guys, have fun. And everyone's like, yes, yeah, so this is what we want. And they go back to that. But in the behind the scenes, I think they were developing the hell out of what they wanted to do after that, where they just like, here's all this stuff, and it's trickling out over like the next week and a half. Uh, and then they still have the Winterfest, where they give out like I think it's like twelve or twenty days of like free stuff will come out in there, like skins and weapons and stuff like that. Like all that stuff will be coming out too. So like they're they're just trying everything right My now to God. see. But it's like I'm interested to just see what they do with this stuff. So weapon yeah. like this is like like some single player content looks like yep. too yep. now you can parkour what is happening yep. my goodness i yeah. mean i i don't play fortnite i mean not regularly i mean i played a little yeah. bit and it's been fun but man it's like it, it makes solid snakes in there now like it just continues to be relevant and like this is what everyone anyone that tries to have a games to service this is what a game as a service is yes. right. Like you've like the way they've continuously updated it, improved it and just continuously pump into content. Like yeah. this is how you keep a product and keep players engaged and invested for like when did, Fortnite, when did Fortnite come out? How long ago was that? now? I don't even know, dude. It's I mean, been at least five years, if not more. And look, at least let's see Fortnite release date. Uh, 2017. Yeah. So, July 2017. So over six years ago, six years ago. So like it just continues to get better. And that's the thing. People people want to knock it, make fun of it. But it's like, okay, they've done more to to reinvent and stay fresh than Apex has. than Call of Duty has than PUBG has Daisy, all that kind of stuff like they they don't they're not around anymore. Right. Like Ubisoft tried to launch one that was gone. I forget Mm -hmm. even the name of that one was. Um, And you see Call of Duty trying to chase them with like trying to go in that. Yeah which it's just such a weird um, 
it's just a sharp contrast to what Call of Duty should be, right? To get in these zany characters and yep. and add like Nicki Minaj or something. Yeah. Like that. It's like it's it's fine, but it's like you can't try and be the the hyper realistic military combat shooting game and right. then do stuff like that. Like pick your lane. Like that's the thing. Like Fortnite has been like we're gonna be ridiculous and we're gonna do some different stuff. We're gonna do some fun stuff. That's their lane. They're all yeah, over the place. It. Call of Duty was never to supposed to be that way. And those diehards. Like, like no, no, this is this is a superior comp, you know product because it's so hyper realistic. It's like n- not anymore. It's really not. Do I need to reinstall fucking Fortnite? <sighs> I'll play with you, bud. I know you Just will. God damn it! But it's cool. The stuff that they're doing is cool. I will say, like they they continue to to kind of surprise. I'm just trying not to get sucked in where I spend all my gaming time doing this. <laughs> yeah, I but know. Um, I have not gotten a, a win yet, so that's I'm feeling I'm rusty. I I really am. I, I can get top ten, no problem. Like I can do that. But I'm definitely feeling slower than I was back then. I don't know if it's because I'm older or it's just because I haven't done it in so long. I'm not sure. But yeah. what's the difference here? Like if I go to the Epic Store and I search Fortnite, I get base game Fortnite and then I get experience Fortnite Battle Royale. Like what's the difference between Fortnite and then Fortnite Battle Royale? It should just be uh, maybe the base game has the save the world, which was that single player thing they did originally mm-hmm. before they started doing the Battle Royale. So that might include that might be that well, that one looks like the right one. Let me look at this other one. The battle royale is battle royale. Like I don't. What's the hell? What the hell's the difference? This one says it was released. Wow, the Fortnite battle royale says it came out yesterday. Release date twelve four. Initial release nine twenty six seventeen. But then if I look at the other one, it's seven release date seven twenty one. Initial release seven twenty one. I think you're right. Oh, I think see. that one must have the. Because the original one you had to pay for. Yeah. I'm going to install this other one and delete this other one. Oh, yeah. Fortnite Battle Royale. Fortnite Free. Fortnite Battle Royale Experience. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, isn't that weird? Oh, it's an experience. So it's not. You need the base game. Enter creator tag. What the fuck is that? I don't know what the difference is. more. They're both free, though, right? Yeah, they're both free. So they don't come with the base. I don't get it. Diverse content. I don't either. I don't understand that. If you don't get it, I mean. But the one with the one with the the purple logo that shows like the Lego and the car and the guitar and that's yeah. the one that shows up on the console when I play. So I would just go with that. All right. Well, then I'm just gonna. I'm only gonna install that first one. <laughs> okay. There we go. Well, now that that's settled, we've got prime prime podcast content for you. Which version right. of Fortnite should you install and why? <laughs> um, God, I love having internet speed again. This is great. I'll download 57 gigs and <laughs> while podcasting. While podcasting. So uh, there you have it. Um, Fortnite. Fortnite's back. Yeah, I guess for, Fortnite was never gone, though. Honestly, Kevin's back to Fortnite. That's, Kevin's that's back what the news to Fortnite. Is. Kevin's back. <laughs> But they did do a cool thing too, uh, with with the Peter Griffin things you brought up. They they now have like multiple bosses on the map, and Peter Griffin is one of them. So you could drop into certain zones, and there's like an enemy base you can try and take over. Uh, if you down the boss, you get access to a vault which is like full of good loot and gold and all stuff, and the ability to mod your weapons. That's new too. You can actually change your scope, your your clips, all that kind of stuff. Um, but you also pick up a medal which allows your shields to auto regenerate and the more metals you get. So if you beat multiple bosses, your shield will regenerate faster in combat by itself, which is like a, Ooh. an extra goodie that you can throw out there too, to, to give you some 
incentive to go after the bosses. And Peter Griffin, when he dies, he does the ah, ah, and then he disappears. It's funny. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah, they went all in on it. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, no, no giant chicken fights though. Yeah, okay. Well, one one could happen. One can dream, right? Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Ah, love it. Well, great. There we go. We're, we're there Fortnite-ing. We go. We're doing all the things. That's that's the show. That's it. The last Fluxtapo. What the Fluxtapo is for December, for the year. Uh, thanks for sticking out with us. Appreciate you guys uh, supporting the show, doing what, getting what we do, doing, you know, and just and being along for the ride. Um, it's been a... I don't know. I feel like it's been a bit of a tumultuous year and I've, I I feel like I, I try, I've tried, I, I hate statistics and I hate looking at (laughs) and I shouldn't. So like, I, I should just, um, you know, this is obviously, gosh, I I don't remember. I was, I was thinking about this before the show, like when you start stepped in and like, it's, it's so, I, I just never thought, you know, I've said this before. I never thought the show would be able to continue with, without Lucas, um, as the, as a main contributor. And, um, you know, I think you you stepped in and it hasn't missed a beat. So I, I try. I, I'm thankful for that. Appreciate that. And I'm. I wish. I wish I could have the energy and the creative output of so many other people. And I could. You know, I I, I really want to get the things that are in my head out there. And it's just yeah, kind of yeah. the grappling of um, the struggle of trying to get that. You know, get that done. But uh life uh finds a way so uh, yeah. uh with that said uh i have to thank our patrons like the arbiters of awesomeness tyler allen tom servo brendan myers uh that uh, executive of excellence josh Barboni, and of course he's still the exec he's still that crusader edwin callow if you want to join the flex legion check out patreon patreon.com slash flex get your early access to all of our exclusive content that we have here in our our little corner of the internet like prime Something special coming up in the holidays yet to mm-hmm. be revealed. Uh, well, Tuesdays with Flexi uh, some year and other things. So as Before we're Grand Theft Auto, right? <laughs> it's right. Before Grand Theft Before Auto. Grand Theft Auto. Auto. So, as we're up to yeah. do, though, we got to play you out with an OC remix tonight. Coming to you from Streets of Rage 2. This is Can't Stop Me by Fractal Gate. It remixes one classic song, the only song that you need to care about in Streets of Rage 2. Go straight. That's right. Yeah. Uh, released by Sega 1992 on the Genesis. Uh Thanks for thanks for being here, Kevin. Thanks for being here, you listeners. It's been a great year, all in all. Can't wait to do it again next year. I hope you're there with us. Tell your friends, tell your sister, tell your brother, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell your grandparents, tell everybody, and uh, maybe they'll check it out. So appreciate it. Listen to this. Dig it. Check out OC Remix for this remix and many, many more. Guten Tag, Advita Sane, and good night. Uh, may the blessings of tomorrow never sunset on your horizon. I like baby Jesus. My favorite Jesus. I like barbecue Jesus. Uh, okay.